Welcome to my official author podcast. My name is Dr. Jennifer Lowry, and today I want to talk with you about my scavenger hunt in the public library. Alright, it was super, super fun. Um, my goal was to pull 30 books off the shelves. Um, it was just getting late. Um, it's already 4 o'clock. I couldn't do um, 30. I did 27 and was just so tired and so ready to go home to the kids that I was like, okay, that's enough. I, I can, I'm three short of my goal. Um, I can always look at the books that I have at home and finish it up because I have um, some Stephen King at home, even though it's not YA. I do have um, Interview with a Vampire, um, Big Girls Don't Cry. So I already knew that I had um, multiple horror books at home anyway. So, it would be fine for me to just wait. So, I did 27 in a row. So, here was my technique. I'm very blessed to have a public library that catalogs their books by genre, and they give themselves the stickers beside them. So, horror stands out. Not, I don't have to know all the titles. I just have to go down the line and look for the little horror sticker. So, it's absolutely convenient to play scavenger hunt with this. Um... I was just randomly pulling sections at a time and of course I started by the alphabet just in case I knew like where I stopped um, and I pulled up and created a spreadsheet now my spreadsheet had to evolve the more I started noticing um, similarities within the formatting of these books so my first one of course was the title of the book um, how many pages the book had I also wanted to know the size so carry a ruler because I actually had to borrow a ruler from the librarian <laughs> so um, carry your own ruler and I had the old-timey wooden rulers um, it just made me feel so old-school sitting in there measuring books but out of the 27 books, and of course, I'm driving home right now, so I'm not going to be able to statistically give you the exact percentage. But I will tell you, the overwhelming book size for YA horror in this particular library, now this is just my um, observation of 27, was either 8 by 5 or 8.5 by five or eight and a half by six it was it was always in that range eight and a half by six eight and a half by five and a half um there were a few nine by sixes but there was only maybe five of those those were really rare so i've already crossed out the six by five there was only one book that was a six by five in the ya section that i pulled out of 27 that was a six by five book which is what my cover designer actually asked me and i had some books in the house and i did a measurement well those books that i had in the house there were not enough reflective of horror for me to get that measurement and i said man oh well i learned my lesson she told me she would easily go back in and just as soon as i knew what my file size was just for me to email her so i'll email her within the next week so that way she can go ahead and start prepping everything but i've got to send her my photo um y'all i put on my photo on twitter i know i'm going off target here 
but I received over like 200 responses. I could not believe it. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh. Um, and so they gave me some great tips though, like how to re you know, resize and crop. And, um, and now I'm getting to tally up which one to put on the back of the book. Would it be the more portrait studio one? Or would it be the one that I took when I went to my nephew's wedding on Saturday? So out in a, a like a French type garden and the book is, has a garden scene in it. So that's why I thought it was really cool to take a picture in the garden. So it, and it was with my husband's camera phone. Um, so regardless of the picture thing, let's get back to what I was actually talking about. Thank you guys for putting up with me. So the spreadsheet, it had the name, the page number, it had the size of the book. Then I wanted to see how many pages, what was the typical between the opening flap, what were they putting on those first pages that the reader would see, then how many pages would it be until they actually got to their chapter one or the prologue. Um, I looked to see if people were using verses or quotes and then what type of verses or quotes were they using. Um, I really loved it where one person, um, there's a book called The Rot like Rotten's, and they had a Bible verse, and they had a Frankenstein verse in there, which I thought was really cool as, um, as opening pages. And I wanted to see where those quotes came in as far as what page they were typically showing up at. I looked at all of the dedications, and then I felt terrible because I needed to go back and really fix my dedication that I did for my publishing company. Um, and the acknowledgements, of course, they go at the back, right? Well, pretty, I will say 95%, just I'm randomly guessing here, but I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm close. Um, there was a, let's just say there was a very high percentage of books that had the acknowledgement at the back where I thought that it was supposed to go. But then there was a couple of books that put the acknowledgement after the dedication page in the front. So that was just a little different. Okay, so let's now, let me tell you what I look for. I look for images. What kind of images or what colored pages were people using? Everybody was pretty much using cream. Nobody else was using a different color. There were some books where the fonts were gigantic. And I tried to do the what the font. My friend showed me that um, app. I just wasn't getting any really good success. Like, I was like, okay, I'm going to stop doing that. What I did do, though, if I saw a book that had this, like, really cool way that they used fonts, I took a picture of it. Then I also found a book that had an extremely annoying font style and the way that they were structuring the book, and it was just, no, I did not like that. I thought that was extreme. So I took a picture of that just to show my kids, look at this book. What would you think of that? I showed it to um, Tanya. She was like, oh, no, no, I don't like that at all. And I was like, okay, so it's not just me. <laughs> but I was trying to look at, like, font sizes. And I was trying to see, you know, how it measured up. And some books just had gigantic font. I, I thought that it was, like, just looked a little odd on some of the books. Um, so then... I looked at where were the pages, the page numbers, where were they typically found? Most had it 
either centered at the very bottom of the page or they had it cornered at the very top of the page but also they would have if they had like the page number cornered they would have in the center of the page they would have on the left hand side okay so hold your book out on the left hand side that's where the author name would go at the top some only put last names others put full names it was always in caps that i was noticing as like a, a similar pattern then on the right side it was the title all in caps um, centered and then occasionally i would see where there would be books where there would be nothing no headers at the top so no name no title um, one person had their name on the left hand side and on the right hand side it had chapter one chapter two um then i saw some really odd placed uh name and f numbering system like at the very bottom in the corner it would have the page number and then the person's name on the left then on the right side it was the name of the book and then the page number i didn't like that one at all and it was like flush over oh it was just weird and it, they used like this really robot looking font I, I just and it was i don't know about it but i did say that i um enjoyed doing this exercise because i found that the page numbers that were centered at the bottom i really liked those but i especially liked the way that two of the books had embellishments beside the page numbers so yes, it's it's not it wasn't common out of the twenty seven of the sample that I chose the random pulling off of the shelf, but when I did come across that and I got to see the little swirls, the little flower looking swirls beside each one, and that was what they had set as their um, page design, I thought that was cool. It looked good, so I'm like, okay, I would love to have like a cross. Um, on each side like it's protecting it like the numbers like I don't know I think that would be cool looking so I gotta um, figure out if I can even do that and how to do it I will uh, keep you posted on what I'm gonna learn about all this stuff right now I've got all of my notes so you've got to do the research first you got to see what your genre holds to so you stick only within your genre and you see what's common out there in the best this best-selling market and all of the books that I pulled, they're coming from the big five. So these publishing companies, you know, they have their professional um, formatters and they're doing the layout that is business standard. They're not gonna put something out that I can't trust. When I saw the names of these um, publishing companies, I was like, oh yeah, definite. So there's something that I learned in order to uh, register for the Library of Congress, which you need to do. You don't even have to have your Library of Congress number yet. I was noticing that in some of the books, it would say Library of Congress link pending. They were waiting for approval of it, I guess, and, and they needed to go ahead and put it out. But you have to put down the publishing company on the title page at the very bottom and you need to put down what state it is that it's being published in so even if you're a self-published author there's gonna there's gonna be a spot on your application for the library of congress and i'm gonna give you another podcast on this so just do it just just trust me so mine is gonna say monarch educational services llc and underneath it's gonna say north carolina 
Um, or I'm going to do the cross and now I'm going to put North Carolina beside it. Because when you have to turn in your title page to the Library of Congress, they have to see who's publishing it. And it says that if you're self-publishing, you still need to give the attribute of your name. Well, I am self-publishing the Hartwell Chronicles, but I'm also um, using my business name as well with Monarch to do all of this work. So I have to give Monarch credit for that in the Library of Congress records. So I went ahead and made sure that my title page was reflective of that. And I didn't have North Carolina written on it. At first, I put Clayton, comma, NC, and I was like, this looks so stupid. So I went back to the books because I had them like all spread out on the table. I took a picture of it to, to use as the thumbnail of my first round of books that I just had like thrown all over the table going to get ready to go through. But I went back through, and, and what I would see is sometimes it would have a city. So, like, I could put Raleigh, North Carolina, or Clayton, North Carolina, or uh, Maxton, North Carolina, like, whatever the city would be. But most of the time, it just had, like, New York, or it had, you know, California, or whatever it was. It had, like, just the state. The state looked clean. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to put North Carolina on here. And they always used a, they used a font. They would have a symbol, like, would be representative of that. And I watched a web, like, a webinar that talked about that anyway, where she was saying you need to have, like, your logo, and it needs to go on the corner of your book um, for your um, self-publishing. And that one also can go right there on the cover page at the very, the title page at the very bottom above your um, business name. All right, so you definitely have to have your copyright page. Um if you want a table of contents, that's in YA Horror, what I did my sample of 27. I only found three books that listed a table of contents. So I wanted to interview the librarian. So I asked, the, I pulled out the book with and without the table of contents. And I said to her, which one do you like? This is rare, but I just want to get your take on it. Do you like the one with the table of contents or without? She said, I personally like the one with the table of contents. So, out of the three, I took a picture of the one that I kind of like the style of it, but I still want to change it up. But um, I didn't like the numbering system, like number one dot, and then they put the the thing, and then they put the bunch of the, um, the little dots going to the number. Like, I like being able to see that there are different ways, of course, that you can set up the title page. It's definitely not my dissertation. So, I can have some freedom with the title page. But still give people the, the way to be able to track, you know, what page they're at. Um, or what if they remember that they're in, you know, the chapter called, you know, Infinity. Well, then they'll be able to find it quicker just by pulling out the page number if they don't have a bookmark. So, so I did check for special features like that. I also wanted to see what people were doing with their author bios. The author bio on my website is definitely not the one I'm using for the book. Um, it, it was the bios were extremely short, um, not much detail. All of the author photos were just shot, looked like with a phone. They were not professional looking pictures in studios. You could tell like they were good quality photos, but it was just really candid shots of people, and so that's why. Um, I've got to readdress the photo issue. I'm not using the studio one, probably, um, because of what I saw. But I'm still going to see what the votes are and what 
what came in for that to see if I can even fix the video picture. Or I might try to get something um, to match the colors of the book. Because the picture is going to be in black and white. So I have to see. Just because the picture I picked, it looks all vibrant and everything. I'm not getting the book jacket of, of it. Um, it's going to be on the back of the book. So that will be the color piece. But um, I'm also going to make a spread like Anne Rice had in the, in the back of her book. She had a picture of her book there. Um, I also look for things like how are they advertising themselves. Most authors had nothing. But there were a few. One had a QR code, but it didn't take you to their website. It took you to another website from a publisher company. Um, I would. I like the idea of the QR code now. I only saw one out of 27 that did it. So I'm definitely going to make a QR code to go on the last page. Um, I saw people do Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. But the majority of the links were their website. Or Twitter. So, you know, you can go down and make yourself a spreadsheet like this. And you just kind of just see. And then you can say, oh, well, I want to do that. I'm definitely going to put it down like that. Um, and then I put down if any books had images in it, where were they using the images? Was it just on the headers of, you know, chapters? Or what were the embellishments like on chapter breaks? How much space was being used at the beginning of each chapter? And I found some unique things today. Like, there were, like, part one, part two, and a part three, which is fine. Like, Fahrenheit is set up like that. But they did not have breaks to where you would have a new page at the new chapter. It was just straight on. and would give you, like, two enters on your keyboard, and then it was like you were in the next chapter. I have not seen a book like that before, so that was unique to me. Um, I also looked at chapter fonts and how were they introducing their chapters. I also flipped through the book to see if they were doing any kind of special characters, like um, were they doing font changes for thoughts? And the majority of that was yes. So I feel really comfortable about me doing that. I, I started that style as soon as I started writing the book. Um, I'm trying to think if there was one more, any more um, noticeable things. So was the bio at the back, the acknowledgments. Oh, also, if they had like other works by. So at the very beginning of your book, when you would open it up on the... Left-hand side, a lot of the pages, after the first page that you flip, it would say, um, other titles by Jen Lowry. And that's when I would be able to write Sweet Potato Jones from uh, Swing Romance and the devotionals. Um, the ladies who wrote YA, they did not put their adult books into their other works because it was for a different audience. So they didn't make their list, which I probably would make my list. Even though it is for a different audience, it just shows that I write in different areas. Um, some places had reviews. Like, one dude had J.K. Rowling on the cover of his book as a review. Then when he would flip in, there was her again. And then on the back cover, there was a review from the same review, but it was just posted at my back. I mean, if J.K. Rowling reviewed my book, uh, The Hartwell Chronicles, it would be like probably as the header of every page <laughs> when you go in, J.K. Rowling says, this is good, keep reading. 
<laughs> um, but I'm telling you, um, putting the reviews, if you do get any from your ARC readers, you can have those up at the front. So when you open up the page, you can have your, your first page that has your simple text for your name of your book. And then you open it up. You can have your um, right-hand side that has list of your reviews. The left-hand side would have also work, other works by Jen Lowry. Or, um, and I made notes about how the, those were kind of started off. And then it would turn to your full title page with your graphics or whatever you're using. Then when you would flip that one, you've got your copyright page to the left. And then on the next page, is, those are your choices. You can put the verses or quotes. You can go ahead and put your dedication right there. Um, so it was varied. It's not like anybody had a system standard other than what I thought was the standard as far as how many pages you flip in. Um, and how you do the page headers and the page numbers. That was pretty standard. And the size, you know, eight and a half by five and a half. So that's what I'm going to go on now and switch out because I had already set up my formatting in Word, Microsoft Word. So now I'm going to have to fix that up. Um, I fixed it to customize the size based on the book cover. So now I want to see what happens when I fix and play around with the font. And play around with the page numbers. I mean, play around with the margins and see what happens. So, I think I have covered everything that I looked at with the a spreadsheet. And now I have such a clear focus of what I know my style is, what I like. I've already found all my pictures on Pixabay. I've already got all of my embellishments picked out. Those I picked out last week. Just having fun and downloading. Um... So I will tell you, I kind of went happy on that. And I found all those last week just to give myself some extra ones. That way, if I didn't use them for this book, I have another Hartwell's Chronicle book coming out in December. So I need more of those. But once I get my style down, I'm going to be good. I'm just going to save the styles and then I'll just be able to paste in a new um, documents into those styles. All right, that's what I'm foreseeing will happen in the future. So I hope that my talking out of my spreadsheet has, you know, helped inspire you to go out and do some research instead of just going straight into formatting blind. Decide what you would believe would be a good industry standard and then make yourself unique. And so that's what I'm hoping to do with some of the stylistic um, ideas that I have. I'm hoping that my work stands out and that when people hold it, they go, oh, I've seen something similar to this, but this one's really cool. And I want people to say that when they're holding my book and that can help them show someone else. I do not want to be a distractor with formatting when I have something to say. And then that can stop that, you know, growth of that um, connection to the book. All right, guys. I hope y'all have a blessed one. Bye.